Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm Marla Goldberg. And before we start the show, I do want to send out prayers and light to everyone in Afghanistan. Please, you know, send healing, comfort, a solution for those who are being brutalized and tortured. So I want to start the show that way. Um, I also want to introduce our guest today. So we've got this amazing spirit person. She's just this glowing light, Eloise Falke. And Eloise is a psychic development teacher, psychic medium, kinesiologist, and she's developing shamanic, becoming a, she's developing her shamanic ceremonialist practitioner training with the white dragon lineage, shamanic energy training. Eloise works with women who are looking for deeper purpose and meaning in their lives and those who are ready to open up to their innate psychic gifts and intuition. Welcome, Eloise. Thank you, Mom. I'm done under. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. Um, And and so grateful that you were so gracious enough to get up in the middle of the night to be a part of the show. That's fine. Um, I'm a night owl anyway. <laughs> that's what Bridget said. You said, but I appreciate it. I, it was just such a nice thing. So before we got on the show, we were talking about, you know, both of us had chronic fatigue and how it led to the path we're living on or living in or living through. Um, let's talk about your journey. So you got chronic fatigue, you said from... Yeah, so when I was 21, I went to India for the second time. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ate whatever I wanted and didn't get sick, so I thought I was invincible. So again, I ate whatever I wanted and uh, ended up getting quite a few parasites that weren't found for months. So they kind of tore through my system. I was in and out of hospitals there. So when I finally found them and got rid of them, there was a few in there they'd kind of torn through my system and I was left with chronic fatigue quite badly uh, when I returned home to Australia. So it was a bit of a journey. It was a couple of years of um, being in the depths of that fatigue and uncertainty. Were you in India for those two years? That you were? So I was in India for five months when that happened and that happened almost at the start of the trip so it was quite a few months of not knowing what was going on and being quite unwell and then okay it was just in and out and towards the end of that trip we finally found uh the three parasites in there that it was quite extreme by that time they've had time to grow and fester yes Yes, so, they <laughs> so, so how is this the catalyst for your spiritual growth or for you to go on the path as I like to refer to it? Mm, amazing question because I, I really strongly believe that if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I am today because I was walking down a very different path to where I am now 
where I was just partying my way through life, just working the nine to five Mm -hmm. um, at uni studying anthropology and just a very different life. And so I wasn't searching for meaning and I wasn't looking at my stuff and connecting with my soul. Yeah. And I do feel that when I went through chronic fatigue, it was like a dark night of the soul for me. It really took me to the depths of my being and I had to look at things I hadn't looked at my whole life and I had to reassess who I was because it stripped away, uh, and I'm sure you, you understand this because you've been through this as well, it stripped away so much that I didn't know who I was anymore without the partying, without the job, without the study. And so everything changed when I couldn't do what I was used to doing. And so I got completely redirected and towards uh, the beginning of my recovery from chronic fatigue, that's when I started meditating and connecting in with oracle cards and guidance books and hypnotherapy and exploring more alternative therapies. That's when I met one of my current teachers now uh, who we worked with kinesiology at the time. So that's also what inspired me to become a kinesiologist as well. And that actually switched on all of my psychic senses and sensitivity. I didn't know what was happening at the time. I was like, why am I feeling everything? Why am I so overwhelmed when I'm in a busy place or a room of people? I didn't know what was happening. And I met a friend who put me on to one of my teachers, Benjamin Veens who was my psychic development teacher for four and a half years. And I realized when I stepped into a psychic development circle, the sensitivity was already switching online from the chronic mm-hmm. fatigue. So it really just led me there naturally, so to speak. Your empathic ability is just heightened to the point where now life was really uncomfortable for you. Would you agree? Yeah, completely. And it's, it's very interesting where my body was so sensitive And I feel like that's very much reflected in our energy. So my body was reacting and responsive to everything because of what I'd gone through, that I was in a heightened state, that suddenly the psychic senses were more heightened as well. So I actually had to do a lot of work over the first two years of being in psychic development circles to ground my energy, to come back in. Yeah, which is so important. And it's important to ground, and I'm sure you've learned this, for psychic development to ground because when you're grounded, you are then able to receive and hold your space opposed yep. to having, you know, feeling like a weeble. Do you have weebles down there? Do you know I what a weeble is? I don't know what a weeble is, but I know what you mean by that <laughs> because, you know, if you're not grounded in your body and if you're not containing <laughs> your energy, then you're all over the shop. And I was all over the shop. And I would get pulled up on that all the time by my teacher. (laughs) So I was up and down like a yo-yo. So I really had to work to find that center point. Yeah, but but once you you did, you were able to truly, you know, to really own your abilities. Yeah, yeah. Not be afraid of it. Yeah, it took a bit of time, but it was such an empowering journey to realize that my – what I saw as a curse or weakness, the sensitivity, was actually such a gift. It just took time to integrate that. 
I understand. So how was your first known psychic experience? And I say known because I'm sure, you know, as individuals, humans, we have them. We just don't know we're having them. We don't know what they are unless they sort of like smack us in the side of the head. (laughs) So all of a sudden you have your first one and you go, and I'm going to let you finish that sentence. Completely. And, and, you know, it's so hard to pinpoint an exact time because we could go back further. I remember when I was a child being really afraid seeing ghosts as I was falling asleep. Oh. And I never realized what it was until I did psychic development and was like, oh, I was just perceiving the different dimensions. So there's that. But then I do recall... Um, for me, the oracle cards were such a great way to connect before stepping into psychic development. And I just recall, no matter how much I shuffled, every single day, five or six days in a row, I got the exact same card. And I was like, you cannot make this up. This is a message for me right <laughs> now. What are the odds out of that? And so I was like, okay, something's going on here. Right. And then I do recall, uh, for me, my first intensely psychic experience was actually at a cacao ceremony with one of my teachers Sharon from the white dragon lineage from shamanic energy training and it was incredible I'd never had such surreal and visceral visions and experiences and connection to spirit so that was really really powerful nice that's really nice I love cacao it's so it's so yummy um The ceremony is beautiful as well, but of course, my, I'm talking from my stomach, not from my <laughs> psychic senses, <laughs> because it's time for lunch. I don't know. <laughs> so now, and you've sort of devoted your life now to teaching people how to open up and develop their psychic abilities. Yeah. So it kind of just happened. I was sitting in psychic development circles with my teacher, Benjamin Veins, for four and a half years and some of those weeks it would be three times a week so it was a lot I just loved it I couldn't get enough of it it was my favorite thing ever and so eventually the time came when he said do you want to teach and so he he helped train me up to teach and has been such an incredible support for me because I teach at his school now as well as well as doing stuff online and so it just happened and I love it I, I have such a passion and love for teaching and for when I see uh, other people stepping into their psychic gifts. There's, there's no greater feeling. Well, you must feel so accomplished. Like, look at, by, by using this form, formula, I'm going to use the word formula. I don't know, but there's got to be a formula because it's yeah. step one, step two, step three to get yeah. people to understand that, you know, how to ground, how to step, how to connect, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. That um, all of a sudden you see somebody getting getting it right, like yeah. by George they got it, and yeah. you know it's like wow, so that's it's, nice. But you you focus on women. Why women opposed to the population in general? I find that I just attract more women. I've had a couple of men come and go from my in person psychic development circle, but I just tend to calling women. And I feel like I understand that energy more at the moment. So it's not limited to just women, but that's what I kind of specialize in because that's what I notice myself attracting in more and more, especially awakening women 
that are on a similar path or going through a similar experience to what I went through, whether chronic fatigue or something else, it's usually women that are stepping into their spiritual path and going, oh, there's, there's more to life yeah. than what I've known. And it's so true. It's so true. Men are starting to get on this bandwagon. It's just they're getting on a little slower than the women have. Completely. But think about the divine feminine, right? And how women are such nurturers. And as being a nurturer, in my opinion, of course, in the the world of Marla, um, (laughs) that, you know, women really want to explore, explore their emotions, their feelings, what makes everything tick. And guess what? If you get this emotional, this psychic download, also learn how to connect psychically, that's, that's like frosting on your cake, in my opinion. Completely. And they're so deeply linked. I'm really passionate about this as well. A big part of any sort of psychic development course will be the emotional work and the self-development. And so the whole first year usually is looking at your own stuff and having different lessons come up and themes come up as you work your way through the energy centers, through the chakras what is uh, unreleased or stored there will start coming up naturally anyway, as well as if you're receiving readings every week that are very current, you can't escape it, right? I call them self-work readings. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And let's face it, everything sits in the chakras from this life and past lives. Yeah. And even if you clean it up in this life, you might still have to do some work because of Look, at if we're, we're going on this path and anybody who wants to step into the path, this isn't your first go around. You're not a newbie in this, you know, in the spiritual realm. And so, you know, it's just, you know, getting those layers of um, imprints, programs, blocks, whatever you want to call it, out of, out of your energetic field so you can be freed up to receive. Completely. And the more we've worked through those imprints, programs, projections, the the cleaner a channel we can be, if that makes sense. So we're yes. not reading through our lens of projection anymore and we're not projecting our own stuff onto the person we're reading for. We're reading from a really balanced place within. Exactly. When I started my first school, my teacher had this philosophy, you have to clean it. I paraphrase. I'm, I, I, this is the way I say it. You have to clean your own closets before you can help anybody else clean out theirs. Yeah. So you do, like you're talking about, a lot of self-work, exploration, healing, um, and then you're more, you have more space and empathy yeah. to be able to help somebody else because you're, as you're healing, you're, you're finding your own patterns and so you can help somebody who might have a similar pattern because now you've experienced it. So how do you feel about the, the people who step into their spiritual path, their psychic, you know, they start, they have the ability and they just share things with people, but they haven't done their own work. That's where I make a really strong boundary with all of my students and everyone that steps into class where I say, if any information ever comes through for anyone, whether from spirit or your psychic senses, always check and ask if it's okay because you don't want to be interfering with someone's life by going I've got all this information and these messages for you without it being solicited so there's a really strong boundary there as well as don't tune into anyone else's energy field unless they've given you permission the messages might come through and that's okay you're not forcing it 
but yeah definitely energetic boundaries with that as well as uh, when people are, are having that come through and they might not have worked through their stuff it's a process because you've got to start somewhere does that make sense so with my students it does. I do have a self-reflection part towards the end of their practice readings so they can reflect on where they felt connected where they felt influenced by their own stuff and so it just takes time to distinguish so the patience is key I do find with that as well it is I agree it is it's just you know again it's trying to get people to get their own you know closets cleaned a little bit you know thinned out a little bit so that there's more room for the the messages the guidance completely to come and it's through. an ongoing process right the, the different layers of our healing and our journey it's so true I mean, it is a process and here's the thing our life it never ends these bodies may shed away you know grow old go wrinkly then you kick it you know when you transition and then you know you but you're you're still going you're still learning and and moving to the next realm yeah our soul will never stop learning and growing it will not and at this point we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back Eloise we'll be right back with you and talk more about psychic development and how you too can learn how to become a psychic Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, I'm here with Eloise Falke. And Eloise is a psychic development teacher, psychic medium, kinesiologist. And she's also developing shamanic ceremonial or becoming a ceremonialist practitioner training with the White Dragon Lineage Shamanic Energy Training. 
Well, welcome back, Eloise. Thank you so much, Marla. Great to be here. Well, and I've got to tell everybody once again, because if you're just tuning in, just so you know, Eloise was so gracious. It's like, what, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning your time? It is (laughs) 2.30 a.m. But I'm not (laughs) So she is gracious enough to get up and be a part of the show so that it could be live. So if you want to call in and talk to Eloise, again, the number is 888-346-9141. You can call in, ask Eloise a question about her class, about her psychic medium uh, sessions that she does, or kinesiology. So it, it's an open book session, so, as more or less what we're going to say. So when we were on break, Eloise, we were talking about you have an online class. It's a six-month develop, psychic development class. Let's talk about that. Yes, I do. So I'm very excited about it. It is called Psychic Foundations, and essentially it's covering all of the basics of psychic readings, of psychic development. It goes for six months, and it's online because I had a lot of people asking interstate and overseas to do this type of development. So I've kind of uh, transferred it to be uh, readily available for online learning. Nice. So um, we've kind of had to adapt here in Melbourne anyway with all the lockdowns, the in-person classes would run online instead. So I got used to that style of learning and I actually love it. And so it's a six-month journey that runs weekly, but the calls are recorded. So if you can't make it or you're in a different time zone, all calls are recorded. So you can rewatch them and then I can place you with someone else that couldn't make it that week to practice the readings with, or you can go and practice them with your friends and family, etc., as well, because you'll have all the techniques. And so with the six month journey, the first month's very much about grounding psychic protection tools, energy management tools and techniques. So that as you're opening up, you've got a toolkit of different things to draw on that will help keep your energy protected and grounded. So I find that to be really important to have in place before opening everything up. And so there's also a template for reading. So I I so often get asked by people every second day, what if I can't do it? What if I can't read? I'm scared I won't be able to do it. And I honestly believe that we are all born psychic. We are all inherently psychic. We just might be open to differing degrees. And sometimes we just don't have the support we need to open it up. That's why I find training to be so useful and helpful. It's been amazing for me. So there's a specific reading template that uh, I teach in the course. So it's very easy to work with the information and put it together in a really understandable way for the person you're reading for. So it's I, I speak of it as bringing some masculinity and some masculine structure to such a feminine aspect of our intuition so you're not sitting there going where do I start what do I do it just brings in the structure and so each month after that the second month will be focusing the whole month on clear sentience and then the third month the whole month on clear audience so really honing in the different psychic senses the fourth month on clairvoyance all the symbology there and how to put it together the fifth month on mediumship and the very very basics of mediumship because it's such a big journey as well the mediumship journey it is the six months is just putting it all together and all my other little tips and tricks that I work with to read so 
It's also incorporating some ritual to really integrate the information and opening and closing ceremonies because that's my other little side passion, which you mentioned at the start. I'm developing as a ceremonialist with the White Dragon lineage, so I love bringing the plants and cacao and different subtle plants into ceremony and into the course. Which is lovely. There's a healer in Bali and he grows his own herbs. He has trees with, you know, and bushes and he just, before you start a session, he makes a tea with his freshly pulled leaves. Mm. And so instead of a cacao, it is an herbal ceremony, so to speak, you know, to just get you to open up and to help cleanse, you know, in the process. So it sounds sort of similar in terms of, you know, let's open, you know, let's cleanse, let's get ready. And so people know that they, there's, there's steps to take to pre- their precautions and preparations. Completely. And I just, I love the plants. That's, that's my little side passion project. I love working with the plants and their wisdom, their energy. So it's amazing to be able to merge these two worlds that I've been training in together in a beautiful way. It is. And, you know, doing sh- anything shamanic is all about blending everything and utilizing all the aspects, all the elements that we encounter. Yeah, completely. And it's just a beautiful, it sounds like a beautiful process. Yeah. Yeah. To getting there. So let's talk about why training um, with intuition is important when you're doing energy work. Yeah. How that works hand in hand. Completely. And it actually, I feel like it really connects in with what we were talking before about Marla as well with working through your lens of projection, right? And so I find also training with a teacher allows you to be held accountable to your staff, to where you're at on your journey, being held accountable to when you're out of line or where you're at. And I find it just provides such a beautiful reflection and support and some people might not need it you know as I said before we're all open to differing degrees I believe we're all psychic but some people might have never closed that down because I believe we slowly close down our lens of perception as we grow because I I strongly believe that all babies young children and animals just Mm -hmm. read energy they just perceive energy so usually with societal conditioning etc we close down our lenses of perception, our psychic senses. And so some people might not have at all. And it's not as common, but that can be there too. But I do find training just brings in that structure, even if you're naturally open or if you've never received any psychic information before, training will bring in the structure to the reading, to know where to take it, to bring in the symbology and, and the almost the psychic vocabulary, so to speak. (laughs) And so it just helps with really grounding in the information and how to relay that as well. But I find it's, it's really great as well for people that are either just opening up and don't know what to do, that kind of need that support to protect their energy and go, okay, how do I interpret these frequencies, the information coming through? Or it's really great for people that, don't feel like they've opened up their psychic senses yet because it just provides that nudge of encouragement and helps to take you out of it and just focus on the information and go, oh, I can do this. 
And that's, you know, if you walk away after that six months going, oh, I can do this. I do believe I'm psychic and I'm connected to my clairs and my psychic senses, then I've done my job. And I have to tell you, what you're talking about is what I went through. When I call myself a late bloomer, even though like you, I had something in my teen years where I had an experience, but I just chalked it up to timing. Like I didn't think of it as psychic or intuitive. I just thought, oh, you know, this was, this was, I just felt it was going down a bad place, but didn't attribute it to being guided spiritually. And then when I had my first, what I call my known psychic experience, which is what I had asked you about, um, it was, I was like you, it's like one or like one of your client students who said, I don't know if I can do it, whatever. And I just prayed and prayed and prayed to give me something with my partner. So I didn't disappoint her and it, and things came up and it was like, oh yeah, I can do this. This is so cool. So yeah, I am agreeing with you that every, that everybody should be open to trying it because you'll get such guidance for your life. Forget helping, you know, giving readings, you know, you're not Teresa Caputo, you know, giving, you know who she is, the Long Island psychic? Oh, or Long yes, Island medium, yes. yeah. You know, yeah. you go to people and start telling them stuff, but yeah. you can use it for your own, you know, trust your own guidance to help you make decisions and through your life. I totally agree with that as well. It's doing this type of development. It's not just about becoming a reader and stepping into being a psychic reader. If that's what you love and you're passionate about, go for it. And I do want to say with that as well. People are sometimes under the impression that, you know, it's a month or two and then you know everything and then and then you're ready. It takes time. I, I like debunking myths. It was at least a year until my teacher said, okay, go and read an expos and get some more practice and, you know, mm-hmm. do your apprenticeship there, cut your teeth. So this stuff takes time to integrate, right? And with that, it's, it's very much about you know having the space to develop that for yourself so you can help yourself with your own life because I've sat in psychic development circles with architects psychologists artists people from all walks of life and some of them aren't there to be a psychic reader it might enhance the work that they do so bring that intuitive element but they're more there for themselves and their own personal development and their own connection and relationship with their intuition because everything starts within right everything starts with us so I do love when it's done with that perspective of it being a very self and sacred journey and if it eventuates into reading and teaching great it just depends yeah, and not everybody needs to be a reader to learn this. You know, it is truly helpful. And I always use the, the, the very simple example of you're at a crossroads. You know, it's you need to go right or left and you forget which way you want to go. Now we have GPS. But back in the day when there was no GPS, you know, you'd stop and go, oh, my God, where am I going? What direction? And sometimes you hear a voice telling you to go which way. And if you went against it, you probably had to turn around and go back, and that was some guidance that was being given to you. Yeah, and that's the best way to test your intuition, isn't it? Throw yourself in the deep end. <laughs> it is. It can be scary because you like you know you have to be you have to trust. As a friend of mine says, it's trust, surrender, and then allow. Yeah, 
you know, the, the steps to, to receiving information. Yeah, the trust is a big one as well. It takes time for some people. It's, it's a big journey because it's about trusting yourself, trusting your gut, trusting spirit, trusting others, trusting the universe. So it's a huge one that's so empowering. Do you have a story you might be able to share with the audience about a, a student you might have had who was really, you know, a hard case, you know, like, you know, but then all of a sudden cracked open and now is in this amazing place? Yeah, it's so funny because I, I do feel like there's so many different students that have come in going, I can't do this. I don't believe I can do it. And then after a little while and getting the hang of it they go suddenly they just step into this other place so you get some people come in that are quite natural and they might still be nervous and anxious about reading in front of people or reading for people but they're quite natural whereas some people will stand up and go I can't do this I have this one student at the moment I won't share her name for psychic no, no we don't want any names yeah. Privacy is important. She's great. She came in and she was like, I don't think I can do this. And every time I'd be like, all right, your time to read. Come on, let's get up. She'd be like, I don't think I'm going to get anything. I don't think I can do this. And so I have little tips and tools that I work with with my students to get them out of their head and just focusing on the information because it's not about them. And we make it about us because, of course, it's so scary. It's something new. I, I was the exact same when I stepped into this type of development. So there's little tools we work with so that they're just focusing on the information and the clear that they're working with. So I said, just focus on that. And if you were to imagine what's happening now and, and she'd do it. And then after she'd go, I just made the whole thing up. And I'm like, that's exactly how it's going to be for the first little while. That's how you feel. And then you start getting feedback. And so the other day uh, in class, she's been there for a few months now. And I came into the breakout room. So when we're online, I put everyone into breakout rooms. So they're just reading for each other and I come in and out. And I came into the room and she was just talking and talking and so in flow and all of the information she was bringing through was so spot on. And so it was just such a proud moment of, I can see she's really broken through that. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. She's still in that I'm making some of this up, but it's spot on. And so it's so beautiful to see her having broken through those limitations. And it's, it's a very similar story to what I've seen for quite a few other people that have come into class going, what if I can't read? What if I can't do it? I'm really scared. It's like when you break through the self-limiting beliefs that, that we impose on ourselves, when you throw them to the wayside, you know, and allow, then it's sort of like, well, this is so cool. I'm able to do this too. Yeah. It's not just for the, you know, the select prized people who have the ability. Yeah. And if anything, that's <laughs> my, that's my passion with this work is showing people that believe they need special gifts or abilities that they're already within them. They don't need, they, they don't need a special gift. They already have that. It's just remembering it and reconnecting to it. And remembering that they too, as an individual, are a special gift to this world. 
100%. And their soul and their gifts, their soul decided to incarnate with, the list goes on. And so it's just a starting mm -hmm. point for that remembering of who we are. And I, I do want to say I see psychic development as a way back to the self and as a means to connect in with your purpose and your blueprint, whether it's reading, whether it's not. I love that. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Eloise Falke. And remember, you can give Eloise a call at 888-346-9141. Let's talk to Eloise. Stay tuned. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, I'm back. I'm back with Eloise Falke, psychic teacher, psychic development teacher, psychic medium, kinesiologist, and training to be a shamanic ceremonialist through the white dragon lineage. So welcome back, Eloise. Thank you. I'm so happy that you're here. This is such a lovely conversation. But before we move forward, it's charity shout-out time. So it's a time we honor a charity of our my guests, you know, who they're near and dear to your heart. Yours is Ingrid's Haven. Yes. So let's talk about Ingrid's Haven, please. So I am a cat lover. Everyone that knows me knows how much I love cats. I actually live with four cats as well. I was going to ask you how many you had. Yeah, so two of them are mine. Two of them are my housemates. So there's four cats here, and I just couldn't love cats more if I tried. So I follow Ingrid's Cat Haven uh, on Facebook and Instagram and just see their beautiful rescue stories 
all the time and they warm my heart and uh, I know a couple of people that that know uh, Ingrid personally as well and I've just heard such beautiful things and the cats they rescue and the care that they have for their cats it just (laughs) melts my heart so I'm so grateful for this opportunity for there to be some donations and support to to Ingrid's Cat Haven for all the hard work that they do. How lovely. And it, it's, I'm going to assume it's a no-kill shelter? Yeah, yeah, no-kill shelter. Those are so important to me. And so important. Yeah, I, and I, have, I, I honor any pet, you know, a pet adoption, pet um, support place, because our animals are so intuitive. Our animals take care of us. They watch us. You know, they do, they, they, I mean, if you ever notice when you're stressed, your animal's around trying to comfort you. Completely. And taking it all on for you as well. They just want to help. It's so true. And so, so whether it's a cat, a dog, a horse, a, ra- a rabbit, a rooster, if they're a pet and you've connected, there you go. Completely. Thank you for sharing that with me and with the audience. Um, I'm just sitting here in awe listening about, you know, the cats and, yeah, and cats are, I'm horribly allergic to cats, I have to admit, but I think they're so sweet. And they just, you know, rub up against you and nudge you. And they're just big for cuddle balls, you know, just love bugs. Yeah. Oh, they are. And and me and my partner always talk about how, because he wasn't a cat person before we got together. <laughs> and now he is. But we always talk about how dogs are amazing, but you know what you're going to mm. get. They're always excited. They love you. They want to be around. Whereas cats, you really have to work to get them to like you. And they've got their very quirky, weird personalities. So we just love that. (laughs) That they do. I mean, I have had two cats in my life. And so I understand. (laughs) And then as as I got older, I became horribly allergic. So, but check out Ingrid's Haven at www.ingridshaven.net.au slash cats for adoption. Cats hyphen for hyphen adoption. Check them out. See how you can help. Um, I'm sure they could use financial donations as well as adoptions. So, yeah. Yeah. perfect. So, when we were on break, we were talking, I had asked you what your strongest Claire is. And you said you had a story you wanted to share on, on here. So, yes. I'm going to open up the floor to talking about your strongest Claire. Thank you so much, Marla. So, I love sharing this and I share it with my students all the time because I feel like it really debunks myths about the Claire's. So when I started, I was quite naturally clairvoyant. That was my strong suit, especially because I'd done a lot of meditation and kind of worked that muscle. The more you visualize, the more you're working on your clairvoyance because you're working your third eye in that muscle and getting used to working with it. But that started changing the more I started developing. And so with these classes, we focus on the different clairs. And, and that's how my teacher taught as well. And I really love that because you really get to hone in on them and get to learn what it, how you receive information from them. And so for me, the more I worked on my clairs, at the start, I was not clairaudient at all. Could hardly hear anything, really struggled. 
it was it was a bit of a journey for me and I was like oh I just can't do clairaudience properly and that's okay I'll focus on my strong suits because it was more the clairvoyance and clairsentience was coming in as well and so the more I honed in on those levels the more I practiced clairaudience because it wasn't my strong suit the better I got and now my readings are predominantly on a clairaudient level and I love working on a clear audience level. It means I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> I don't have to <laughs> interpret it all. <laughs> I can just relay the information. And so it kind of just debunks myths that your strongest clear that you start with might not be your strongest later on. Not because it'll lessen, but because some that might feel disconnected you can really work on and they might become your strong suit. So it's always growing and changing. It's it's true, and I was telling the story how I started as a clear. Well, I'm still very strongly clear knowing. Then it was very clear audience, and now the clear um, clairvoyance is is getting stronger. Yeah, and yeah. I just welcome it all because I ask. I also ask spirit to give me messages, whether I see, hear, feel, or know. Give them to me loud and clear, so I'm able to use them to help. Yeah, others help raise consciousness, family, friends. It's important. Yeah. I don't know if you'd use asking as part of your curriculum where you do a point where you teach how to ask spirit for assistance, guidance, support. Definitely, definitely. And I do find asking to be such an important part of the practice. The big one for me is just getting really clear about your spirit team and what spirits you're connecting with and asking, etc. Yeah. And so it's it's a journey to that, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense for me. Um, we want it to make sense for the listeners. So yeah. <laughs> well, I understand exactly what it is you're talking about. You had mentioned the blueprint, the purpose. So can we talk about the importance of healing and how healing allows us to know our truth, live our truth and connect to our purpose? Yes, of course. So I believe personally that we all come here with a purpose our soul wants to share with the world, our own medicine, our own energy, our own gifts that we bring here. And I do believe that that is held within our blueprint. So our blueprint which has options and different timelines for us that will essentially help us to achieve our soul's goals. I do believe that with our blueprint, though, there's options. There's different paths we can take to get to those learnings and those gifts that we share. So with that, the more we strip away the false layers, which is a big part of psychic development and working on your stuff and looking at your stuff, the more away those false layers the more you come back to your truth and the more you're at your truth the more you're going to be guided by your soul the more you're going to really connect in with what lights you up and the more connected to your blueprint you will be and so I do find there to be such an importance with healing and whatever works for you whether it's a kinesiologist whether it's a psychologist whether it's a trauma therapist, talking therapy, it just depends what you need. I do find psychic development to be such a good supplementary uh, therapy with that, but, you know, always finding what works for you, for your own self-healing too. 
I have to say, I agree with your philosophy. I'm agreeing so much with what you're sharing about, you know, knowing that you do have a plan and everything that goes on in your pre-birth plan, you've agreed to. Now you have some free will just to tweak here and there, but there's a basic, you know, outline as you, that's why it's called a blueprint. It's the outline. Eloise, I can't believe the time is up. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show, for sharing your information, for talking about this amazing class that you have coming up. Oh, is, does it come up at any specific time? I mean, do you, when, when is the next class starting? So the next one starts mid-September. So that'll be on Thursday. So there's a few spots left for that one. And then I'll open up another one that will be at a different time slot for people internationally as well. So it just depends what time zone you're in. So check out Eloise's website where you'll have all the information to sign up for the classes at www.eloisefilkeintuitive.com. And Eloise's last name is spelled F-I-E-L-K-E intuitive.com to find out information about Eloise, what she does, her classes, and how you can contact her directly. Um, But I will share her email address, which is the same as her website at gmail.com. So eloisefielkeintuitive.com at gmail.com. Correct? Is that, did I say that right? Okay, wonderful. Thank you, you, Marla. (laughs) My absolute pleasure. You're such a delight. And I'd love to have you on again down the road I have I don't know I keep hearing book so I don't know if you're working on a book but I keep hearing book one so, day eventually that, that will be down the track but eventually that's what I'm, I'm hearing I'm not a new so. writer yet but it's come up many times so one day <laughs> but thank well, you so much it's been such a pleasure to connect I'd love to come back and join you on this show it's just been such a a great chat. So thank you so much for having me here with you as well. And thank you to all the lovely listeners tonight. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all they do for getting the show up and running. And, and you know all the little nuances you helped me with, and I'm so grateful. Bridget, thank you. My, my assistant, my right hand, my left hand. Don't know what I'd do without you. And you, the listener. I'm going to leave you with a question before I say thank you. And the question of the day is, Is love simply a physical desire or something more? What do you feel love is? If you want to share it with me, my email address is marla at mghealer.com. Would love to hear from you. You can write on Facebook, my Marla Goldberg with two R's page. um, Or, yeah, those are the ways to get me. I'm sorry, I just went into a a brain space. Um, But... I'd love to hear your answer. So thank you listeners for tuning in, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life to be a part of the show. You make this show happen. So thank you. And until next week, where our guest is going to be Marilyn Harper, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. If you haven't heard these words today, I love you. And I am so grateful that you're in my life in whatever capacity you're in it, because you are so special and you just enhance everything that goes on for me. So until next week, stay well, stay grateful, and know you're loved. Bye for now.